Hey, everybody. It's me, John. It's me, Louise. Oh, yeah. And this is I Have a Great <laughs> Idea, but I'll never do, do, do it. Do, 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 do it. I won't. This is episode 42. How Get out of town. How weird is that? Very, but also good for us. I'm so proud of us. Me too. <laughs> uh, granted, we haven't released one of these in several months, but that's okay. We've been busy people. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a really big queue of podcasts I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. So when there's a blip and there's not, you know, just an accumulation after accumulation after accumulation, mm-hmm. I feel like... Ah, oh, I can catch up a little bit. So maybe by us blipping just slightly, sure. you've got a little bit of relief in your life. Yeah. So I am a member of a lot of like podcaster groups on the internet and all of them are like, you must release on this certain day of the week at this time and you have to be consistent and you have to do this and you have to do that. And to that I say, whatever. Um, But yes, this is the podcast on the internet that you are listening to right now that's all about the great ideas that we have that we are just never going to do. You ever wake up at like 1.45 a.m. and you're like, whoa, got a crazy idea. And then you you scribble something on a piece of paper and then you wake up at like 7 and you're just like, what does kitty cat toothbrush mean? And then, mm-hmm. and that's where we come in and we make a podcast right. about it. Kitty cat toothbrush also, is not one of mine for the record. No, not one of ours anyway. <laughs> Definitely not one of ours, but. Yeah. Um, could be someone's. And guess what, everybody? We have a voicemail on our voicemail hotline, 304-804-IDEA. Um, Louise, I have one question for you. Go for it. Y'all ready for this? All right, let's play the voicemail. Hey there, this is Bortles calling from the ballpark. Today they gave out free toast, and that's really great because instead of using plastic bags, we can all use reusable toast. Lots of people are doing this, and states are making plastic bags legal, cities doing the same thing. It's all great, unless, I mean, let's face it, if there's one part of your toast that breaks, what is it? A strap. The little strap rips off, and then you throw out the whole tote. What I think would be great would be a tote repair service. Your tote broke, no problem. We can tote fix it. All right, see ya. Portals. Tagline even. Portals from the ballpark. What a swell suggestion. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, I certainly know I mean, that I've got plenty of tote bags where I'm like, not confident in the straps or yeah or there's ones where i was gonna say what's up when you get when you go to purchase a tote from a place 
individually, it's usually very high quality made with like really, really intense industrial canvas and it's been, you know, sewn and reinforced. But if you're given a a swag mm. tote and they're mass producing it. Swag tote, bro. Yeah. A re a reinforced strap is is not their priority. So no. a service to toughen your tote. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it too. I think that's pretty cool. I don't often think about totes, even though I use them all the time. And yeah. it's it's interesting because the the range in quality level from tote is so wide. I've got some rinky dink totes that are just like I don't know what I could possibly keep in this. I also have some where I wish that the straps were a lot longer. So I feel Ooh, like this adjustable straps. I feel like this type of company would be really good for me because then it'd be like uh, and I'm looking at one right now and it's like I've got I like the tote very much but the straps aren't long enough for me to really Shoulder let it, it dangle. And um mm-hmm. and it's like it can go there but it's like too high up and then I can't like go mm-hmm. into it and get stuff. Um I was going to say also if it's that high up when you put a lot in it it probably gets even higher. Like it's like, yeah, it just doesn't work as well. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Bortles. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. And all y'all other listeners call 304-804-IDEA and leave a voicemail and we'll play it on the show and we'll talk about your great idea. Totes. Totes. So Louise, (laughs) did you have any amazing ideas since we last recorded? You know what? I did. Oh, good, good. And I gotta say, I, I did. And and by great, I mean money making. What? Um, I, yeah, hear me out on this one. And and all feedback is good feedback. But I live in New York City. John lives in Portland. We're we're coastal. Mm-hmm. I feel maybe coastal places have not more amenities, but more specific things. Here is an example. In New York, you can almost trip over a salon that does eyebrow tinting and waxing and lash curling and a place that won't color your hair or cut your hair, but it will blow out your hair. You can go to places that specifically do beard maintenance manicuring but they won't actually do a clean shave anyway all i'm saying is posh floss posh floss you don't have time to do it yourself and you know that you don't have the accountability to do it when you're supposed to do it by yourself so you just pop into pop floss and we have licensed hygienists that they won't clean your teeth or scrape them or brush them or fluoride you or anything but boy Pop in on your lunch break. They'll get in there, floss you around for some maintenance. I like it. I I mean, I think that having just a, you know, a walk-in dental hygienist situation where there's kind of an a la carte menu where mm-hmm. flossing certainly is on there, you know, like three fifty dollars for a, a quick floss. But, like, you could just have, like, a nice cleaning done. And, Louise, I know how much you like a Mr. Suck device. 
So, oh gosh, it's my favorite. Thing. So uh, that's right. I mean, as far as self care goes, that would be so perfect. And I was actually just um, talking to somebody about this recently, but I I, I moved to this uh, new neighborhood a few months ago, and it is in a more urban part of Portland. And in in that, I mean, you can walk to pretty much anything you'd want, but the the places nearby. You know, you have a lot of like boutique gyms and, you know, spin Mm -hmm. studios and health food stores and uh, places where you can get a good massage or uh, I don't know, there's like float tank places and love it may as well be called self-care village because there isn't there aren't any like businesses there. There's no like corporate businesses. It's all tailored and, you know, a lot of like brunch spots and cafes. And it's very much just like a chill zone. I just thought of a tag. What? Floss like a boss. Floss like a boss. Boutique (laughs) flossing. Floss like a boss. Oh! Now, Louise, what's kind of amazing is I do have a self-care idea Segway that I've been not bringing up in past episodes uh, just because I haven't felt like it's been a safe space to to bring it up. But you've given me, dare I say, an opening. Yes, because my idea is a butthole cleaning spa. Love it. Uh, I kid you not. Actually, I shit you not. That could be the tagline. Oh, there we go. There <laughs> um, we go. But I feel like it is a an often neglected area of one's body that yes. is mistreated, but also very delicate. And mm-hmm. it's an it's an area that you need to maintain, but maybe don't know how. And right. This is a place where you can just pop right in and mm-hmm. get yourself just worked on a little bit. And uh, I, w- I wonder if this is an American thing mm-hmm. because we don't have smart toilets like Japan or right. straight up bidets. Well, bidets like are becoming well, and, and when I say bidet, I don't mean the traditional bidet like a separate fixture, but the um bidet add-on has become more of a thing um mm-hmm. but i i mean now is the time to really yeah. capitalize on this like i'm not sure how graphic i should get with like thoughts about this because i'm having a lot of them <laughs> uh louise say whatever you'd like this is okay our platform okay I feel like people that I know who live coastally, uh, I'll just say Los Angeles because that's the most prevalent place. Go to these places for bleaching. Mm. I don't think that may be as necessary. However, as a lady, when I go to have bikinis areas waxed and taken care of, they're always like, and a buttocks add-on? And I'm like, yes, of course. (laughs) Can I just tell you, I notice... I notice the difference in yeah? yes. Okay. In 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 your day to day. 
in the day to day. Yeah, I notice. That's that's encouraging for my business idea. Yes. L- Louise, I'm going to Shark Tank. You come in with it. me. I mean, I, I'm I'm on board. Yes, I'm on board. I feel like a lot of ladies will be, especially ladies that aren't wearing traditional boycott short or bikini bottom mm-hmm. panties. Because the ladies that are wearing thong underwear style every day really could benefit from your business. And this isn't exclusive to ladies. No. No. Of course no. I maybe think that the gents neglect it more than the ladies. I'd say that's incredibly likely. Yeah. Or if you're not as young and spry as you used to be. And and who is? And who is? And you can't maybe give as much, I don't know, flexibility or something to (laughs) twist your spine to get, I mean, I don't know. Look, I don't know. I'm just saying. I've seen some disturbing things on television and. (laughs) Do I need to elaborate? I've seen. What are you talking about? I was watching a show and I can't remember what it was, but it was pretty disturbing and someone had a poop stick. What? Because they like, yeah, they were, it was like, they were too heavy to be able to like reach around. Oh, okay. To I, I was trying wipe. to figure out what kind of show you were talking about. So uh, this is like what, my- a terrible one on like TLC this is or like something. my 500 pound life or whatever. Yeah. Got it. I mean, and just for total clarification, I was at someone else's house who was watching this because I don't have television. Like I just have apps. Right. You cut the cord. No. Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere that had a channel such as TLC, <laughs> I don't know why it was on. I would have changed the channel if I could, but I couldn't. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. This service would benefit that. Anybody who has a butthole. Person. Anybody. You could. And everybody. Hey, could you open it up to pets? Oh, the, the, uh, the business. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Uh, sorry, that was a butthole joke. Um, but yeah, you know, <laughs> bring your dog in to have the anal glands expressed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's a thing that has to happen for anybody who hasn't had experiences with dogs. Yeah. Some breeds more than others, mm-hmm. but yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm, how long have you been sitting on this idea? Oh, uh, sitting on it. <laughs> uh, I only didn't bring it up in the last episode. Okay. Yeah. I, wow. I'm looking Ooh, at my list self-care. here and it looks like I have a bit of a trend going. And I don't know why, because it's not like I'm doing this any more than normal, but I have so many that have to do with cars. Okay. Should, I mean, uh, should I just go on to my next one and then you can do... Yeah, do, hit okay. me up, yeah. So on the last episode, I talked about timers on red lights and yeah. also a sign to go into the back of your car on the windshield that says, I hear you honking and I'm not ignoring you, but you're wrong and what you want me to do isn't safe. Um, right. Right. So... 
along similar lines. And it's so funny because these probably came up months and months apart, but uh, an idea to change speed limits to speed ranges. Love it. Because there are a lot of times when I'm driving and the speed limit may be 65, but I don't feel safe. So I'm going a little bit slower and people are Mm -hmm. getting mad behind me. So Mm -hmm. the word limit means just don't go over this much. And of course, people don't interpret it that way. Right. That means you go around this speed, give or take a little. Right. Like and sometimes the conditions are not on mm -hmm. your side. Yeah. So speed ranges. And I'm not saying it'd be like, you know, a range of like 15 miles an hour to 65 miles an hour. It would be like 45 to 65. You know, I like it. Yeah, that's what I got. It's not a money making idea. It's just an idea for the world. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that, and it's not my idea. It was someone's and I took advantage of it and I loved it. But just speaking of this, do you use Waze? Occasionally. Did you get the update for Cookie Monster to navigate you? For the 50th anniversary of Sesame Street. Uh, I did not know that was an option. Oh, it's wonderful. First of all, he goes like, mm, car stopped on the side of the road. C is for careful. <laughs> it is also for cookie. Uh, when's the last time you watched Sesame like Street, uh, Louise? Mm, last month. Oh, okay. Was it a new one or was it an older one? Older. Okay. I don't know if you've seen any of the newer episodes, but Cookie Monster has a a segment that's on every episode where he runs a food truck with a character named Gonger. What? Hear me out. Gonger is this little red fuzzy guy who has this crazy voice, and they have a food truck, and what happens is they get a... Uh, a call like a video call on a tablet and it's somebody who's just like I'm going to my grandma's house and I you know I'm really wanting to bring succotash or whatever like it's my you know heritage and blah 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 blah, blah. and there's some reason for it so they get out all the ingredients and for some reason they're always missing one ingredient so then Cookie Monster and Gonger have to go to like the carrot farm or whatever to get the carrots And they learn about how that kind of thing is produced and, you know, cultivated and everything. And then they go back and they make the thing and then they put it on a catapult and they launch it out. And it is amazing. And I love Gonger so much. And I was somebody who was always just like a Sesame Street purist who is like, Elmo, pass. Like, I don't want any of these new characters Abby Kadabby. I love Gonger. He's amazing. I like Abby Kadabby as well. But yeah, I, she's kind of good. <laughs> I, I'm going to send like, you. I like her. I'm going to send you some clips of uh, okay. Cookie Monster and Gonger. They work great together. And okay. you, it's a really great way to use Cookie Monster. And I love it. That's I don't know where this when came they're from. missing ingredients. Do they try to keep adding cookies? No cookies. It's usually healthy foods. 
Wow. Cookie Monster has another cookie-related segment that comes up that's about counting, um, where they sing a song that's like, yum, 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 diddy dum, how many cookies are there today? And then there's like this whole rest of the song and then the oven opens and dings and it's really fun and punchy. And then the tray comes out with cookies on it and it has a different number each time. And then the count will count the cookies and then bring them over to cookie monster. And then he eats them all and it's crazy. Delightful. Yeah. It, they're, Delightful. they're finding really smart ways to use cookie monster. And, uh, so is ways apparently. Yeah. I don't know if I ever, if I got to my, if I get to my, yeah, C is for careful and it's also for cookie. I think that's maybe like we were talking about ranges. Anyway, he says lots of really, really fun things mm-hmm. too. Like, you know, like police up ahead. Do you, do you see them? Do you think they want cookies? <laughs> like, it's just, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, and sometimes he'll be like, turn left. Dum, da, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> anyway, it's great. Um, totally unrelated. The next Amazing idea I had, and I don't know why people haven't thought of it yet. Honestly, pool tents. Hmm. It is my understanding that pools have to be fenced in in areas where there are people that could wander in the darkness and fall in and drown. Mm-hmm. So all pools, unless it's above ground and you would stumble into it instead of into it. Yeah, you got to work pretty hard <laughs> to get up into that above ground pool. Right. Um, But first of all, if it's made of like a a mesh netting, Mm -hmm. it's not only interrupting the UV rays so you don't have to interrupt your swim every five seconds to reapply sunscreen, Uh but it's also keeping out the skeeters. Yeah. For real. Pool tents. And then you could just unzip, walk out, rezip. So... How big of a pool are we talking? Are you saying like made to order? Yeah, I guess probably like made to order. I mean, I have a question then. How do solar covers work? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Me either. I was like, I assume if people with like pools in their backyards can just order a solar cover to like keep it warm when they're not in it. I mean, those aren't all 100% custom, right? I don't know. I, yeah, I was like, I don't know either. I don't have a pool. I live in New York City. But I was just thinking, like, a lot of times what's really annoying about a pool, as I recall from childhood, mm-hmm. um, is that you have to constantly be netting out all the bugs that oh, yeah. get, like, on the top of the water. And then There'd also- There'd be, like, a wasp, you, and you're just, like, always trying to go, like, whoa, trying to, like, get yeah, them, exactly. keep away from Or you it. have to, like, call, like, mom. I need you to get the net. I mean, I didn't have a pool growing up, but I had friends who had them. And um, if you had like a like a you like the a patio tent, uh-huh. but instead of on your patio, put it over your pool. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess big. Yeah. I yeah, I didn't think it through. I didn't think like collapsible, or I didn't. That's think okay. Like, it's not your job to think it through. That's the job of well, MIT it, students. A little bit. There you go. Um, by the way, I don't actually publish this podcast by traditional means. I just email it to info at mit.edu <laughs> and hope for the best. Yeah. If you're hearing this podcast, you're either an MIT student or they are releasing this podcast. 
<laughs> so uh, I have one other car-related idea. I shouldn't have interrupted. I should have just let you go on a roll. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, I, this actually kind of relates a little bit to the cookie monster thing. Um, because I, I have a young child, I have a toddler. We, we watch Sesame street. We watch shows like Daniel Tiger's neighborhood, but somehow my child has on her own, not because of me, discovered Mickey Mouse. Yes. I have no idea how she found out about Mickey Mouse. Now, I understand daycare. that kids in her daycare sometimes have Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse on their clothing. But it's not just seeing Mickey Mouse. She knows his voice. She she demands that we play Mickey Mouse music, and if I put something on with Mickey's voice, she goes, Mickey Mouse. And if I put something on, or like if it goes to the next song and Mickey Mouse is not on it, she knows and she demands a song with Mickey Mouse on it. And it's so puzzling. But that said, we're getting to the point where the child now is demanding to constantly hear certain music in the car. Whereas prior to... I don't know, yesterday, uh, <laughs> uh, it was kind of like adult's choice, what we listen to. And that's mm-hmm. not the case so much anymore. And what I think would be great, and for all I know, something like this does exist. And I know that there are cars that do have like little mobile headphone stations and stuff. But why can't there be a function in a car where you can listen to one thing in the front seat and another thing in the back seat. Yeah. Like a limousine partition. <laughs> like, oh my God, that sounds so wonderful to me right now. <laughs> but like, it's, I, I get that there might, there could be sound that bleeds over back and forth, but it's like, I want to listen to like a podcast or something. And yeah, kiddo can listen to Mickey Mouse all day long. Yeah. But if I can also be listening to something else, even better. So yeah, yeah, you can use the like fader features on the car to only play something out of like the rear the speakers, but it's only one mm-hmm. thing. Right. Yeah. So that's a thing that's on my mind. I like it. All right. Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Toyota, Tesla, Volkswagen, BMW, Mercedes. I'm going to keep on naming kinds of cars. Subaru. (laughs) Fiat. You're Chrysler, I think, but whatever. Smart car. I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's what I got for that. You got anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I think that might be it. I um I think that's it for me too, which is kind of funny because we haven't recorded in so long, but it's kind of like I'm not trying to force the ideas. And actually the thing right. about the the speaker situation, that was a today idea and it came up naturally. And it's one of those times when I even thought to myself, ooh, I have to remember to write this down 
later and then completely forgot. And then earlier mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, there was something that I was going to write down. What was it? And I actually remembered it. And that never happens. Yeah. I was going to say, I was just at a baby shower this weekend and I had an idea and I was like, you guys, I have a podcast and I'm going to write this down so that when I record, I can tell it to you. And I swiped to open my phone. Something else happened. (laughs) I never wrote it down. I still don't remember what the idea was. And I was so pumped over it. Uh, So I know. I know. Gosh. It's. That's how they get you. Those phones are designed to distract you. Well. And what I need to start doing more is relying on Siri's ability to just let me dictate a note. Right. She's could be better. Well, she works great, but I have to remember to actually use the features. Yeah, that too. It's kind of an important part of Siri's ability to, to do her job. Anyway... For our challenges from the last episode, I challenged mm-hmm. you to zippers. What'd you, you come sure up did. with? All right. So uh, I got three things because I didn't want to push it. Um, I got candy zippers, and <laughs> like candy necklace material or whatever, but just like a candy zipper because we got nerds in a box and we got nerd ropes. Let's get candy necklaces and candy zippers. Why not? Yeah. Um, zipper comforters. <laughs> okay. So instead of having to like roll, turn down your sheets, you just unzip from the middle and then zip back up. Hmm. And then a dovetail on that electric zippers that you plug in somehow safely, uh, so that it warms it up. I don't know if you've ever had like a, a skin to zipper experience, but not a painful one, but it's just like, Woo, that's cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. So like it warms it up so that it's not cold. <laughs> a zipper warmer. Oh, that's what I got. That is so first world. Um, so I can't help it. Uh, a couple things came to mind as you were talking about that. First of all, I really like nerds. Just saying. They're great. I've never had What's a, not to love? I've never had a nerd's rope. It's great. Is it really? Is it a good experience? Yeah. At first I thought this is a waste of money. And then I thought it's wonderful for your neck though, because you tip back the box or at least I uh-huh. do to try to get the nerds in. But if you got a rope, you just chomp right on it. Uh-huh. Um, just talking about candy for a second, unpopular opinion. I am a big fan of Twizzler pull and peel well, well above Twizzler standard. Oh, this is unpopular? I believe so. I mean, it can't be that unpopular because you think they would have stopped making it. But whenever I hear anybody talking about it, they always talk about how it tastes like shampoo or whatever. What? I don't know, but I like the texture. Anyway, we're not talking about candy I right enjoy now. It. I enjoy the activity of it as well. I do too. And growing up, I did not, I mean, I still don't like cheese. Mm-hmm. And of course, my partner in life will be like, yes, you do. But it's <laughs> I I like it. When it's Kraft macaroni and cheese 
powder fake. I like it when it's on pizza. Don't dare put it on a hamburger. I know I've talked about this before. In any case, my cousins were obsessed with string cheese. Uh I can't get behind that. I don't want to put that in my mouth. That's what she said. No. Um, But the Twizzlers pull and peel. Right. Is the same sensation and activity. It's very satisfying. But with deliciousness on the other side. And it's bigger. And it's candy. And that's right. (laughs) Um, The other thing that came to mind when you were talking about your zipper stuff. um, So on my kid's bed, instead of a traditional fitted sheet on the mattress, we have what basically is... It kind of goes around it like a fitted sheet, but on the bottom and then along Mm -hmm. the top, it's a you zip it off and you don't have to change the sheets like stretching the thing over every time. You just unzip the rectangle, throw that in the wash, pop a new one on, you're good to go. And that's amazing. You have an extra one that folds like a dream. That's Amazing. I know. They need them for adults. I don't believe they, they need do. They need them for adults. I don't believe they do. And it's honestly, I don't know what I would do without them. That's not true. I would change sheets. But sure. it's it's really just so much easier to use, especially when you're like chasing a toddler around all the time to be able to just be like zip, 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 and you're good to go. Then that's great. It's probably better for the mattress too, because you got to think if you're like, lifting the corner slightly every time yeah, probably. Or at least when I put a fitted sheet on I'm like lifting the corner just slightly every time because I really want it to get under there nicely because mm-hmm. I'm OCD in that way it's probably just way better for the longevity of the mattress mm-hmm. wow man somebody had a great idea yeah I love it it's great well done somebody <laughs> hey somebody if you're listening right, last time way to be somebody what's up well done I was going to say last time, Uh I challenged you to ice. In case of emergency, emergency contacts. So emergency contacts. First, I see after months of after last time recording, I see in my notes for this podcast, emergency contacts. And I was like, oh, no, what idea did I have? And I just wrote down emergency contacts. And then I was thinking, like, did I have an idea for like, a spare pair of contact lenses that, you know, I was like, (laughs) what in the world was this? And then I listened to the last episode and like skipped to the last like minute. And I was like, Oh, the challenge. Got it. Yeah. And, um, the, uh, and it was emergency contacts, of course. And what, what I'm thinking of is on smartphones now, there are really great methods for accessing emergency contacts on a phone and it makes it really easy for people to contact somebody if there is an emergency. But I feel like there should be varying levels of emergency and different types of emergencies listed where it's like medical emergency, call 911, let them sort out the business. I, you know, there's a favorites list on my phone. There was only a few people on there, such as yourself, Louise, and hey, hey. they can contact those people. I don't need to have a separate thing for that. Or if there's just a thing where it's like, I lost my phone, that's kind of an emergency. Here's who to contact if I lost my phone. You know, right. uh, 
if there's an emergency, I need a cupcake right now situation, then maybe it is a like a macro, like an if this, then that situation where you press the button and it brings up Yelp or Foursquare or whatever, and it finds the nearest place to you with cupcakes. It is in mm-hmm. case of all types of emergencies. So that's what I got. Categorizing. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to have like vehicular emergency. Sure. I'm out of gas. It's not an accident. I just ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to call AAA. I can just call my brother who lives five miles away. Yeah. And he can bring over his lawnmower <laughs> right. tank. What is that called? <laughs> I don't know. Look, it's late for me. And my brain is kind of mush. Um, yeah. I also think sometimes mid cooking, mm-hmm. I will be like, ah, add sweet soy sauce. No, I'm out of sweet soy sauce. Emergency. I'm mid cooking. Uh-huh. What is a good substitute? <laughs> oh, yeah. Which I guess it's just called like Google, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Categorizing emergency <laughs> contacts or like the difference between who do I need help with getting this fallen tree out of my backyard versus who do, who can I trust my child with for the next hour right. while I run to have my tooth. Butthole cleaned. There you go. I was going to say tooth cleaned or extracted or I don't even know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Um, butthole cleaned. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, next time. Oh, yeah. I challenge you, John, mm-hmm. to bandanas. Ooh, bandanas. I like it. <laughs> uh, Ooh. And I want to challenge you to um, uh, stovetop cleaning. Oh, okay. I already am very excited. (laughs) Uh, I came up with that one because I was cooking mushrooms the other night and a rogue mushroom fell out and it was like underneath the, the pan. And it's like, I can't fish that out right now. I can't rescue that. So, and then it just kind of like baked itself on. And now I'm like, now I have to deal with this. This one little piece of mushroom. Mm -hmm. What a life. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, but I'm very excited about this. Well, thank you all for putting up with us and for being so patient as we put out these episodes whenever we damn well please. But if you need your fix of us, we certainly have options for you, my friends. That's right. We've got... We have a partner podcast with your two favorite co-hosts, John and Louise, (laughs) which is my namesake, recap television show for your classic TV family, The Cleavers, and it's called Louise It to Beaver. It started as a dream and we made it come true and we kind of regret it. (laughs) It's, It's a different world and... In that world, each season consists of 39 episodes. And there's six seasons, I believe. (laughs) We're most of the way through season one. And by that, I just mean we're over halfway through. Two thirds? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
what's what's difficult about it is that th- the same things frustrate us constantly. Mm-hmm. And it is because we are a a more woke people than we would have been in the 50s. When it originally aired. Yeah. We've also got a mm-hmm. podcast that has nothing to do with Leave it to Beaver, and it's called Got It. And it is, as we Got call, it. a plucky utterance game show. And mm-hmm. it is a really fun back and forth, currently just with me and Louise, but it's it, it will be and can be any two people. And uh, you you think of a random word, and then you say, got it, when you figure it out. And then on the count of three, you blurt out your word. And then if your words match, then you win. Otherwise, using those words, you have to find the common word that links those two words together. So... And just a quick shout out to listener Victoria, who introduced the game to her co-workers, and now they play it almost every day. No way, Victoria. Shout out. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so much fun. The we podcast Now you go get the it. The podcast is like a minute or two long each episode. So it's like bite size. So it's just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's become our warm up ritual to recording our other podcasts. So we go through a few of those. Sometimes they don't work, and and that's fine. <laughs> um, but when they do, it's kind of magical. And mm-hmm. Louise and I sometimes I I think we share a brain. It's it's been an, a, a fruitful and <laughs> wonderful friendship. And I wouldn't trade it, oh. even sharing brains. Oh, I love you, buddy. Uh, ah, I love you, buddy. Thank you all for <laughs> listening. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. If you have a great idea, call 304-804-IDEA or write to us at greatideapod at gmail.com. We also have some social media stuff that we never update at greatideapod, but it's there. Um, also I have another podcast that I do with my brother, Dan. I don't know if I've talked about this on this show. I don't think you have. Dan, Go for it. Dan had an idea and I thought that he was just telling me a podcast idea, but instead he was actually asking me if I would do it with him. And I said, yes. And, uh, it is a podcast celebrating, uh, classic cult Movies, uh, movies that people uh, cherish from their childhoods, and we go back and forth debating how they could be brought back as a reboot, prequel, sequel, remake, reimagination, whatever. Uh, it's called Ruined Childhoods, um, and we're like 20 episodes in. We've been putting them out every single week, which is crazy. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. You're following the directions for that one. Well, by accident. And it's, I'd say I credit mostly my brother, Dan, because he's the motivating force behind this. I'm just the, the buttons and levers. Delightful. Do you listen to it? (laughs) You're more than that. Of course. (laughs) Uh, the next episode. Of course I listen. Yeah. Uh, well, when this episode comes out, the latest one will be uh, City Slickers. So check it out. When we're recording this, it'll be coming out tomorrow. So it will already be out. Uh, awesome. 
but yeah, thank you everybody for listening to us. And Louise, thank you for, for doing this with me. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. All right. Bye. Bye. I don't see it happening.